Well, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world World of of food. food. First, there's a new food sweeping the nation, and it is Korean corn dogs. After all, you have a K-pop, K-dramas, K-beauty. Now it's (laughs) K-food in the form of batter-dipped meat or cheese on a stick, often dusted with sugar, ramen noodles, puffed rice, and sauces. And I, I got this ready for the show the other day. And my husband and I are going to pick up takeout from another place that we've okay. never been to before. It was Vietnamese food, by the way. Um, and we look over and I'm like, oh, there's a Korean corn dog place. I just learned about this for the show. Isn't that weird? Like right in our neighborhood. We got to get, we gotta get, try one. I, I mean, have even, no if it's interest, just, even, but... even if it's just a bite, just yeah. to, the experience of it. Yeah. Second, turns out coffee doesn't give you extra energy. It's just a loan of energy that you use up. And you'll end up feeling more tired later in the day. It's a loan of energy. A I'll loan take it. of energy. I'll take it. And finally, in the world of food, do you feel like Barbie movie is everywhere you turn? Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Well, now Hi, Ken. it's in your food. Burger King Brazil just debuted a Barbie pink burger. And people are disgusted calling it the Pepto-Bismol burger. <laughs> It's got I pink do, um, sauce on it. I do feel like I I really had no intention of seeing the Barbie movie at all, but I feel like I've already I'm already past it. They've just hit the oversaturation point. I've never even seen a trailer for it. Of, but I see it everywhere. Right. I haven't seen a trailer either. But I feel like, like I don't need to go because it comes up on social media all the time. You see it everywhere. It's like so and so was getting ready for the Barbie movie. So they went out dressed like Barbie and Ken. So I, f- I feel like done and i wonder what will the storyline be my niece i asked her about it and she said she's gonna go see it with a friend and i said well is it gonna have a plot is it gonna be she goes it looks really clever and funny and i was like wow huh i've been meaning to google the trailer but i just keep forgetting Hmm. all right that's on your to-do list on your way home stop and get korean corn dogs and then go home and make glenn watch the barbie trailer with you (laughs) like where's my wife what have you done with her it's funny you were talking about uh movies a minute ago going Mm -hmm. to an actual theater with most of us haven't done in so long well my husband set out to buy some movie tickets online the other day and it turned into way more than we bargained for okay so tell me if this has ever happened to you because uh, my husband, Glenn, and I are very befuddled by an experience we had the other day. Okay. And we, we just don't even know what to do with this information. So maybe you, our Kevin and Taylor listeners, can help us out. So we're hanging out and we're like, hey, let's ditch the chores on Saturday and let's go see Mission Impossible. We have both avoided all trailers, all spoilers. <laughs> and I said, babe, we got to go see it before Kevin sees it. He is a spoiler. I am not. He will say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it away, but give away, there's but. a scene where, and he just totally is <laughs> the give worst spoiler. <laughs> okay, I am. So my husband goes online and he starts looking at a couple different theaters and he, he starts getting kind of annoyed. And I'm like, what, what's the big deal? Just grab some tickets. He goes, okay, what would you do? Theater number one, you can do digital, Dolby, or IMAX with laser. <laughs> but not all if three. We go, if we go to the d- other theater, this one with more choices on times to see Mission Impossible, there's RPX Premium 2D, 4DX 2D, IMAX 2D, VIP 2D, 2D, or Screen X 2D. Those are your choices. There's six choices 
and we both were like, "What does that mean?" Right? What? Did, I don't. I know. just want to see the movie. I just want to see the movie. <laughs> and then, even though we were going to try to go see it, I think it was before two p.m., which was way cheaper. We we're like, we can go. Our when we the two of us go to see a major league baseball game and play for pay for parking. So all that combined. Mm-hmm. Is cheaper than going to see Mission Impossible. <laughs> we're like, we're just, we we had paralysis of analysis and we didn't go see it. No kidding. We're like, we just think we're going to wait. Because you can watch it at home with your own snacks and your own clean bathroom. And right. we just, like, we, meanwhile, we'd have to research. Look at my list, Kev. Look wow. at that. What is that the difference is between RPX Premium 2D, 4DX 2D, IMAX 2D, VIP 2D, 2D, and Screen X 2D? I don't know the difference. I, there was no description. Somebody call R2-D2. <laughs> Maybe he knows. <laughs> there is something that I see people doing when they're driving. Just saw it in a, on my way into the radio station today. And I, I don't know how you guys drive like this. There's something that I'm going to say maybe 25% of the people I see on the highways do this thing now. I want to know why. We'll talk about it next. So there's something that I'm going to guess about 25% of people I see driving down the highway. Maybe it's a little bit less than that, but it's a lot of y'all they're, that they're doing. And it's I think I mentioned this to you last week, Taylor, uh, off the air. People that drive with their phone, I don't know if it's attached to their windshield or their... Oh, they got one of those mounts. Or their dash. Yeah, and their phone is right in their line of sight along with the traffic. And it was really, really prominent to me today because the guy in front of me... We pull up to a red light, right? I'm behind him. And he's swiping through his screens. And I was like, all right, we've all done that. I'll get a gimme for that. But we start pulling away. He's still swiping. We're Uh driving down the road. And so I I could buy like, oh, I'm using my GPS. Right. But this guy's like swiping screen after screen after screen. I don't know what he's looking at. Like his Insta, my Twitter, my Facebook. Oh, my gosh. Got to check threads now. Got to do everything. I don't know what he was doing, but he was clearly way more into the screen than he was to driving, which was my point. I could not do it. I could not drive with that screen in my line of vision because every notification that came up, I'd be looking away. Yeah. I can, cannot that do it. That would be challenging. I have to. I have a, a cup holder thing. So mine is way down below and I can't see it. I don't. I put the, I don't know what you call it. Do not disturb or mute or whatever. Mm-hmm. So stuff doesn't bing and boop and let me know like, oh, incoming message. Don't have any of that. Did you give that guy a lot of space? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. here is the That's other thing. He was going well above the posted speed limit. And by the way, I've been known to do that myself. So if I say that about somebody, they were flying. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how you guys do it. That line of sight thing. I, God bless you. But there is no way. I would, I would not make it to work. If I did it one day, I would not make it to work. I'd be on the side of the road calling, yeah, I had a fender bender. I'm going to be a little late. <laughs> Why? What happened? Uh, screen. I was looking at my, somebody sent me a picture of a dog and <laughs> <laughs> end of story. So how do y'all do it? That line of sight thing, I'm telling you, it's dangerous. We were talking about people who have the phone in their line of sight while they're driving, how I couldn't do that. It would distract me so much. As a matter of fact, everything I describe with my phone, I keep it like down below in like a cup holder kind of thing. So I, it's not in my line of sight. I have to intentionally look at it. Now, I don't want to come off like I'm St. Kevin when it comes to my 
phone and driving. We have all been there where something happens like, I don't know, GPS, something goes wrong. You're like, oh my gosh, I need the step-by-step directions, not the map, right? Yeah. So you're like, I-, I can do this. I'm at a light. I can do this. And then the light changes and you're like, oh, and you're like looking up, looking down, looking up, looking yeah. down. I, d- I don't know why we don't have more accidents because we're all doing it, right? I think we are having more. But are we? F- you think so? Oh yeah. That's, there's been all kinds of reports, especially not just your phone phone, but the screen in your car is super distracting too. And so mm. a lot of people are clamming. They want old school buttons. They, they want, want knobs and buttons back. They want touch screen. Yeah. But my favorite part about my car is, well, I love lots of aspects of it, but one of my favorites is um, it pairs my Google maps with the screen that's in the car. Mm-hmm. So I can see it right there on the screen. I feel so much safer because huh. it's really big. And I just glance down like, oh, I'm here's, turning in here's 500 how, feet. Here's how old school I am. I hate all of that stuff. I have it in my car and don't use it. If I'm driving by myself somewhere and I don't know how to get there, I will print off the step-by-step directions. No, yep. you still do that? I still do that. Dude! And, <laughs> and, I can't believe it! And if, Tra- if Tracy's with me, she brings... It's a joke. We don't have GPS. I have TPS. Tracy positioning system. Well, wait, we she got, brings it yes. up on her phone and she, she'll she tell me You have told to us go. that, but whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to go back to you going solo somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'll print off directions. It's probably more dangerous to look down not on for this me. piece of paper. Not for me, it's not. I'm, wow. I'm just telling you, for me. But the, but the GPS will give you traffic and it'll reroute you around traffic. Right. And it'll interrupt a great song. I hate that. I hate you that moment. You have to have the audio on. Well, I, I don't like any of that. I just wow. I just want to know how to get there. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm I know blown. my shortcuts. I know if there's traffic, how I'm going to go. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> See how you feel about this latest parenting trend in China. It's called reverse parenting. Okay. It's radical and it's never been tested or studied, but here's what it is. Parents mirror their their children's behavior. So, for example, when a kid lays on the floor at an ice cream store and has a tantrum, the parents do the same thing. If the children threw away a toy, the parents threw away other toys, too. One five-year-old threw a tantrum about watching Paw Patrol. So mom and dad put it on a loop and had their son watch it over and over and over. And as midnight approached... He got super bored and sleepy, and every time he closed his eyes, his parents tapped him to wake him up. By 2 a.m., when he could barely stay awake, mom asked her son to make a promise before switching off the TV that at bedtime, he had to go to sleep when she said it's time to go to sleep. It's been three months, and she says it works like a charm. He he goes to bed mm. on time every night. They call it reverse parenting? Reverse parenting, <laughs> where you mimic your child's Basically, First, you, you call them out. You'd basically. have to be pretty brave. Like if your kid threw themselves on the floor at the grocery store and you do the same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking they're calling security <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's tantrum is going to be the least of your worries after that. So you were just talking about reverse parenting, where if the kid throws a tantrum, you throw a tantrum. You do exactly what they're doing in an effort to have them stop doing that. And at first, I got to admit, I was pretty snarky and judgmental. I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I did that when my kids were little. I'll tell you about it next. (laughs) 
I just have one of those moments where I judge something and then realize, oh, oh I do that. <laughs> <laughs> or reverse did, parenting? Did that. Yeah, it's the reverse parenting thing. If you're just tuning in, Taylor's telling us about this trend. It's in China where parents mirror their kids' behavior in an effort to try to get them to stop doing things like throwing a tantrum in a store. If the kid throws himself on the uh, on the ground and starts screaming, you do the same thing. Yeah, or if they won't go to bed and want to and, and want to watch Paw Patrol, you make them watch Paw Patrol until 2 in the morning until they realize, Force them I'll never do that again. They can't, I, can't, I can't take anymore. Okay, here's what I did. It was when my son Kyle was little, and I had a... Uh, I had a convertible Jeep at the time, and he and I, uh, we were out somewhere. He was like two, maybe just about to turn three. He's in his, you know, his car seat, and he started screaming. He wanted something like, I don't know if he wanted to stop at like McDonald's and get French fries, something, something that was like a demand. He was being a demanding little kid, and I was having none of it. I was like, no, we're not doing that. So he starts doing that Wah! thing. So... We're out in the middle of nowhere. So I looked at him and I went, ah, right back. <laughs> and for a minute, he was stunned. He got that look like, you know, a child trying to put together what's even happening right now. <laughs> and he went, ah. so I looked back at him. Wah! We did that like three or four times. And then he just started laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> It worked. So maybe there is something. Yeah. yeah at first, reverse I, at first I was like, it, complete. I now, would I have been brave enough to do that? In a crowded environment where other people were, uh, uh, no way. We were just in the middle of nowhere driving yeah. down the highway. So that's why I did. That's awesome. So, I wonder if Kyle remembers that or if he was too little. I'm thinking he was probably too little. Mm-hmm. But if you ask him, be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like that. <laughs> totally sounds like something dad would do. Okay. So my sister uh, called me a name and it was a little snarky. But I'm actually cool with it. She's like, well, aren't you Betty Crocker? And I, I'm actually, I'm kind of, I'm down with this new right. nickname. I'll okay. tell you what happened next. The other day, uh, my sister, as we sisters often do to each other, I have four of them, but the one that lives closest to me uh, had her and her family over and she, uh, she called me a snarky name. She went, well, aren't you Betty Crocker? And I'm down for it. Cause here's what happened. Their family, um, I didn't know who all was coming. It's a family of four. Okay. I didn't know who was going to come until 4.30. Oh, that's tough to And then I for. was even wondering, are they even going to come? Are they going to cancel? There's some things going on. There's a okay. reason. But anyway, that Backstory. doesn't matter. Yeah. So okay. I decide, this is the other day, that because it's International or National Ice Cream Day, that we've got to have ice cream. But we can't just have boring vanilla ice cream. We've got to have something to go with it. So I Googled a recipe real fast mm-hmm. and I made homemade berry crisp. I had all the ingredients already Ooh. in the house. Wow. It was blueberries, blackberries, and some strawberries. And they made this oat topping and sprinkled wow. it all, baked it all crispy. And then we served it warm with vanilla ice cream. I got to agree with your sister. Aren't you Betty Crocker? <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. But um, I'm like, you know what? If that's the kind of snarkiness I'm going to get, I'll take that one. But I got to ask you in a minute, Kev, you posted yeah. a picture of a pasta recipe that your wife made for you. Oh, yeah. I have a huge question. Oh, it was so good. Something I actually want to tease you about. Oh, okay. In All just right. a minute. Here's a little peek behind the curtain here of the Kevin and Taylor show. We've been friends for a long time. And so, of course, we talk when the microphones aren't open. And one of the running themes of our conversations, you know, not all the time, but every once in a while is I'll go, Kev, you have tasted more fancy food 
than anyone I know. I don't even know what it would be like to eat at all the fancy restaurants you've eaten at in your lifetime. And so you post just a simple summer recipe Mm -hmm. that your wife made. It looks delicious. Yeah. It's so fancy. I had to Google what the heck it was. What? I'm like, what, I've what never did you have heard to Google? Corgettes? Corgettes? Corgettes, it's zucchini. I know, I had to Google it. <laughs> I call it zucchini. In your family, you so fancy, you call it corgettes. Yeah, it's a little fancier. Like, who does that? It's a little fancier than Applebee's fancy. <laughs> um, well, it's it's from a cookbook from a, a European uh, chef. So Dust, he phrases the fancy and again. things are in the grams and you have to convert them and the whole bit. Is but it, it Jamie very Oliver? No, it's a guy named Gino DeCampo. Oh, yeah. Uh, who's phenomenal, by the way. Get, Google him. He's hilarious, number one. And number two, his recipes are awesome. But and no, he this calls is, zucchini corgettes. Yeah, he does. But he says but it's it, probably corgettes. Right. He says it with an Italian <laughs> accent. No, it's spectacular. And if I can give you a, a pro tip on this, too, we got the, um, the pasta from the refrigerated section. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. the and it makes such a big difference. Oh, okay. It was so good. I know so it looks I, like I know I pepper. sound like one of those people that claims they can tell the difference between bottled waters. I get that. <laughs> and you're like, oh please. I'm telling you, it made such a big difference. So it's yellow pepper, zucchini. Yellow pepper, zucchini, olive oil, butter, uh, and then pecorini uh pecorino cheese. Um, that looks really good. On top. Oh, it was mind-blowing perfect before a bike ride my yeah i wish i would have gone for a bike ride afterwards (laughs) especially since i had not one but two helpings it was phenomenal yum phenomenal hey you know all the hard work you put into exercise well this could be negating it lack of sleep Mm. it spoils the brain benefits of exercising they say countless studies point to the importance of keeping your body moving to keep it strong and Uh, your mind sharp and cognition well into old age. But new research shows people who don't get enough sleep don't reap the same cognitive benefits of an exercise, regardless of how hard they work out. Hmm. And I'm just thinking, yikes, that means us radio people are doomed because (laughs) (laughs) sleep deprivation is part of the career. It's in the job description. (laughs) You will get less than six hours of sleep. If you get six hours, you'll be happy. (laughs) You'll be thrilled. Coming up, the best story of how you really can turn your life around. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good I love this story. It's the best about how you can really turn your life around. This mom in rural Georgia had a drug plot problem and she lost custody of her two sons when they were really little. Well, she's clean now and she went to pick up one of her sons from camp and surprised him by bringing his brother, Nate. They hadn't seen each other in 13 years. What's up, man? What's up? Look who's in the car with me. Shut up! Half of the video is just them hugging it out and crying and not letting go. Can you imagine not seeing your brother for 13 years? But the bigger story to me is... This mom turning her life around and getting custody back. Right. Way to go, mom. Taylor, I want to start a new segment on the Kevin and Taylor show, and I'm going to call it Stuff Kevin Overhears While Sitting at the Pool. Okay. (laughs) This is about kids and how different the conversations they have when playing make-believe in the pool are now compared to when we were kids. Ooh. Okay, so we need to start a new segment on the Kevin and Taylor show, and it needs to be called Stuff Kevin Overhears at the Pool. Because I usually go to the pool by myself. It's funny, my wife and I, I love going to the pool, sitting in the sun. I'll sit there for hours, and I won't even get in. 
I just like doing it. It was very relaxing to me. Um, kids are grown. My wife doesn't like to go to the pool. So I'm usually there by myself. So I, I go to like the far end of the pool. I do what I call establishing my perimeter. I get a little, I, I usually take two chairs. Their pool's never crowded. Really? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I use one <laughs> chair to set my stuff on. And the other one is for, you know, my towel and, and uh-huh. me. So I get my buffer zone. Get my perimeter established, right? And and I put my AirPods in. I'm Sometimes they may actually have music playing. Sometimes not. Usually it's just my signal like, I'm here to chill. <gasps> wow, that's really revelatory. So. This is fascinating. Okay, now I got to look up revelatory. Tory. Oh, a revelation. Oh, okay. Came to me right right when I was writing it down. Okay. So anyhow, I'm there and, and there's a bunch of kids playing in the pool and I'm listening to them. They're, it's little girls and they're playing like make-believe. One's the mommy and one's supposed to be the kid. And the little girl goes, mommy, mommy, when are we going to get our new PlayStation? <laughs> Not until you clean your room. I cleaned my room already. When do we get the new PlayStation? I don't know. Is the the old gaming system doesn't work? And they had this whole make believe conversation <laughs> where the one girl was the kid begging That's for hilarious. a new PlayStation. And I thought when we were kids, I would have never been like, "When are we getting a new gaming system, Mom?" Like the make believe we played. Like if you play it like a little girl next door, Sally, who I grew up with. Sometimes we play games like that where she'd be the mom and I'd be the kid, or or I'd be the dad and she'd be the kid. And it was always like. Are we going to go to the beach for vacation or something like that? It certainly wasn't about a gaming system. No. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. funny. So kids, I'm wondering, when you listen to your own kids and they're playing make-believe like that, has the context, has everything changed from what they see as adulthood in their minds as what we did when, when we were kids? Would love to hear from you. So we're talking about a conversation I overheard of a couple kids playing in the pool and how different... Their make-believe is now from when when we were kids, the kid was asking the other kid who was pretending to be mom, when are we going to get a new PlayStation? <laughs> I just thought of how different kids, and not just their make-believe, but kids' lives are so different now. Like I saw our, our producer Griffin took his kids to a Major League Baseball game mm-hmm. the other day. And before the game, they were ziplining. And then after the game... They got to run the bases. Yeah. But I remember back in the day, you, no one was allowed on a Major League Baseball field. Oh, really? I mean, like, nobody. It was huh. the players. Maybe the press was allowed, but they weren't allowed out on the field. They had to stay, like, off on the, the warning track and stuff and do their little interviews and I stuff. I didn't know that. I mean, back when we were kids, you did. Oh, my gosh. You got to go out on the on the on the field. What did you throw the opening pitch? You know what I mean? It's, it was a big deal. But now it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, around the bases. No biggie. <laughs> That's cool. Because kids' lives are so different. I mean, think of like the some of the class trips kids go on now. It was a big deal for us if we went to the museum in downtown Baltimore. Now it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the Louvre <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> we're having a bake sale to pay for it. <laughs> Do you turn off the ceiling fan when you leave the room? I'll admit, I often leave it on thinking I'm keeping the house cooler by circulating air. Don't even think about it. Well, if you want to save a little money, turn it off. There's no point leaving the ceiling fan on unless someone's in the room. And here's why. Fans in general don't cool the air off. They just cool you off. You know, like it makes your your sweat evaporate. So if you leave them on when you're not there, you're just wasting electricity. The one exception is if you've got a window or a door open and the fan helps move a new air in, 
The motor gives off a little heat, though, so in some cases it could actually raise the temperature of the room. So I did not, I was today years old when I learned, turn the fan off when you leave the room. Yeah, I'm leaving it on. <laughs> no, it cools every. It cools everything. My brother and I, when I was a kid, we had we did not have air conditioning in our bedroom, the back of our house, and my dad put this fan in that would pull that would pull air out, and it would the room would drop. I mean, the temperature would just drop in that mm-hmm. room. It wasn't the breeze blowing on us; it was sucking the air out. So, I don't know. That's one of those things like you know you can't catch a cold by going out in the in the rain and the cold barefoot. But darned if you don't catch a cold every time you go out in the rain barefoot. So I think I shared with you guys maybe a week or two ago that my dad, who has never, ever had any health issues, has got a pretty major thing going on. I'm giving you an update and uh, a bit of a prayer request uh, about my dad. Coming up next. So do you have anybody in your life that um, if they get a health problem, you're just like, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. That that person's healthy as a horse. They never get sick. Well, that in my family, that's my dad. My dad is in his 80s. Uh, he still has his own landscaping company. He's like out on a tractor mowing these massive yards on the eastern shore of Maryland, like pretty much seven days a week. He's wow, out there working. That's impressive. Yeah. So yeah, the Chick-fil-A rule does not apply to him. He just he's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Um, so anyhow, he started, he's never had any health issues, like not one his entire life. I mean, like nothing. Wow. Um, so it was very concerning when the other day uh, he started complaining about leg pain because he does not. That's the other thing, too. He's like the Mr. Like, I'm good. Walk it off. That kind mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah, tough suck, guy. It, suck it up and keep keep moving on. Uh, not a tough guy type thing. He just doesn't, you know, doctors, I don't need a doctor. I'll, it'll be it'll be fine. Um, maybe he has had a lifelong of health issues and we just don't know. (laughs) Anyhow. So he started having leg pain and it was to the point where he was having trouble walking. So he went to the doctor and the doctor, you know, did some, I think like some resonant imaging and stuff. And they found like this lump on the femur bone of his, his leg. Mm. So they've done more testing and stuff. Turns out he's going to have to get it removed. Um, and it's coming up this week. So he has pre-op and then the operation this week. So I wouldn't mind if you guys would, would keep him in your prayers. They're not sure if it's the C word or not. They think it's not, mm, but okay. they know it's not getting any better. Uh, and they think by removing this and then maybe putting in like a rod to help support the bone, it'll be better. And you can imagine somebody in their 80s, if they're doing surgery, it's it's needed. Right. You know, they don't they don't take that lightly when you get to be that old. So it's going to be on Thursday is when he has the surgery. So if you could keep my dad, John, definitely in your prayers that everything will go well. Um, and by the way, when when they found all this out, they said, so you need to put your feet up, take it easy. Don't do anything. He was back out on his ah. tractor the next day. Wow. And his justification was I'm sitting down. I'm not doing anything. I'm sitting on a tractor. And they're like, well, you got to load the tractor on and off of the, yeah. you know, the pull behind thing and the trailer. And so if, um, if you get to talk to your dad, you can tell him this story. I have a friend named BB. She's mm-hmm. 92, about to turn 93. And she um, broke a bone and had surgery and she's like back at it. Like, oh, it's like cool. nothing ever happened. Wow. Yeah. At that age, it's really cool. Yeah. So keep my dad in your prayers. John Thursday is when he's having the uh, having the procedure done. And it's just weird for all of us to think dad's got something wrong with him. Yeah, that's emotional. He just nothing goes wrong with our dad. He's mm-hmm. like the, the iron horse. Do you remember when I mentioned a couple weeks ago when my mom came for her first visit in years and years and years and 
Uh, she was just like, when she found out I didn't have a needle and thread in the house, she said, I have failed you as a mother. Right. <laughs> well, there's another reason why she probably is even more disappointed in me. I'll Uh-oh. tell you what's going on Uh-oh. in just a minute. There's a headline in the news today that would totally make my mom go, see, I told you, I told you, honey, you needed to learn how to sew when I tried to teach you when you were growing up. My mom came to visit for the first time in 13 years because um, she, my dad had said, please don't leave me again when she planned a trip 13 years ago. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And when he went to heaven, she's like, I said, mom, do you want to come visit? And she came and uh, we were trying to fix something. And she's like, well, just grab me a needle and a thread. I can repair this wreath. And I went, uh, I don't have one. And she's like, (laughs) I have failed you as a mother. And she's retold that story to other family members behind my back. And they've reported on my mom. So there's this headline in in today's news that would make my mom go the little tisk, tisk, tisk. Um, There's a country that is going to pay you to repair your clothes because it's in France and they say, you got to restitch your clothes, cut down on waste and pollution from the textile industry. <laughs> this is so important to us as a country of France. If you decide to sew that tear instead of just give it away, I don't know if they have the French version of goodwill, um, then we're going to pay you to repair your clothes. And I, my mom would go, see, see, honey, I told you, you needed to learn how to sew. People are going to pay you to fix your clothes instead of buy new ones. I can't think of a country that would least likely to embrace that than the fashion capital of the universe. <laughs> they think France. people will buy higher quality that lasts longer and then repair what they have and then cuts down on waste. And I'm, I'm just the messenger. It wasn't, you know, I did, and I just think my mom's going to use this headline like. Well, that I mean, that used to be the way that people were. I mean, I can remember, I can remember my mom going to like the, uh, uh, the shoe repair place. What do you call it, a cobbler or whatever? She used to go there and get her shoes fixed. Instead of buying new shoes, mm-hmm. she would get her sh- like new heels or whatever put oh, yeah. put on her shoes. Do people even do that anymore? Not that I know of. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's like we've become a uh, disposable right. society. So all of these forward thinking people are just being old school. <laughs> don't, shh, don't tell them. They'll That's think, why my mom is going to be mad at me. <laughs> I just got to hope she doesn't see the headline. <laughs> hey, do you have a satisfied, content singles in your life and then others who are longing for the day they meet the one. I've got both in Mm. my life. I'm sure you do too. Well, this woman, her name is Eve. She's going to pretty great lengths to find a husband. She is offering $5,000, like a finder's fee, if she ends up meeting the guy, because you told her about this guy, and they walk down the aisle and say, I do. After the wedding, she's going to hand you $5,000. You introduce me to my husband and I marry him. I will give you (laughs) $5,000. She's a lawyer and she says she's treating it like any other referral fee. She's looking for a fun, outgoing guy who is the perfect wedding date who could dance with her grandma and hang out and have fun with her brother at the same time. <laughs> so she's uh, she's using the hashtag help me find him. And I guess it's like going nuts on TikTok. Lovesick romantics looking for a guy. And there's a lot of people are like, hey, there's something to this. Why not? You pay finders fees for all kinds of other stuff. Why not that? Why not the guy you're going to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah, I'm her $5,000 date. <laughs> 
I'd feel like if if that were if that were me, I'd feel like is that it? <laughs> That's all I'm worth. <laughs> it's five five grand, <laughs> really, for the love well, of your life. She's got to be able to afford that, the wedding and the honeymoon. So. <laughs>